The following programming is sponsored by Six Feet Over Under Productions. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. All right, we don't have the fast version there. Jeff, I know you want <laughs> dancing my my own. It's just not going to happen for you today. Hello, yeah. everyone, and welcome to The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by Elec 825. We are thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM and 97.5 HD2, part of the Beasley Media Group, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. I don't even care if you watch Thursday Night Football. We're four hours away from the Phillies. Oh, thank game goodness. The we, we, we literally don't have to talk about Thursday Night Football? I could care less. That is so awesome. Less. It's a festivus miracle. What a time to continue to be a Philadelphia sports fan. This weekend is going to be insane with everything that is going on. Tell me your thoughts right now before we get to Jamel yeah. Hill yeah, in and a then few we'll, minutes. And, and then, then we'll Greg talk to Dobbs Greg Dobbs later, later on. But I, the best way I can describe it is, I mean, look, I was there for 2008. But the best way I could describe it is the way that this city has reacted to it. You know, the, the city gets a bad rap. Sometimes deserve, sometimes not. But the fact is, I was after the game in the NLCS, I got on the subway to go home. The entire subway was singing, it's a weird song. The that, oddest that's the theme, theme song. But was singing, dancing on my own, just a different version that was just yeah. potted up. That has become the theme song of this just because of the locker room happiness. And to see an entire Broad Street line singing this song in the subway station and in the subway and to have it, the city now has this positive vibe going yeah on you right walk now. around with your phillies jersey or shirt on and people say stuff to you it's yeah just, we've, we've talked about this before the feeling in a city when a team wins versus the feeling in a city when a team loses and how it can make a city feel better it doesn't take away the problems that are there it makes you think about something that's a little bit bigger for a little bit of time and it makes you happy and you've got that going on now this vibe with this team and it's funny because i don't feel like people really knew this team before this playoff run but now they seem to have liked some of the personalities involved with what they're seeing the personalities on this team is that that's what makes a team special there are teams that are good that just don't click with with the public and there are teams that do and the things that happened during the season, I don't think they did click with them. Uh, I don't even know, as good as Bryce Harper has been as a citizen, as a player, every, he's done everything right since he got here. I don't think any of this clicked until not even just the way they played, the way they enjoyed playing. Reese Hoskins slamming that bat down and looking to his teammates and everybody, every Every player's reaction to every other thing that every other player did shows how much these guys love each other. Like beyond, like there was, I, I saw an article about Schwarber has come into this locker room and set up these karaoke nights and they've all bonded and they really seem to like each other. And when, when the public sees that players like each other like this, it's hard not to like them. It's when they're, they're acting like kids. They are literally... As somebody has coached travel baseball, watching the reactions of this year's Phillies is like watching 11- and 12-year-old kids and the joy that they have when they play and when they win together. Like three and a half weeks ago, the Houston Astros congratulated the Philadelphia Phillies on their scoreboard for making the playoffs. And now here they are about to start game one with the roof closed tonight. And, you know, we'll talk to Greg more about what it's like that feeling a little bit later 
But as a fan... Because we can't relate to it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I have no way to know what it's like to wear that patch, but I'm really curious. Like, what does it mean to you as a player when you, you, you work so hard and all of a sudden all your gear says World Series on it? Like, as a fan, I always love the bunting. When the when they had the bunting mm-hmm. and they they had the the postseason logo on the field, I just always thought that it was so exciting. So there, here's my question: This is this is going to be, from all accounts, the second most expensive seat for for a World Series behind the Cubs. Yeah, if you can which means it. Schwarber is the common link here, by the way. <laughs> but what I don't understand is Game Four apparently is going for more than Game Three. Just You just mentioned the bunting, which is what made me think of that. The pomp and circumstance of the first game, the first World Series game the city has had in 13 years, isn't that the one you'd want to be at? Other than well, you'd want to be at the one where they win, but you can't guarantee that. Some may not be able to be there. It's Halloween. So, you know, you do have parents that are trick-or-treating and doing stuff. I, your son is older, so you guys can no, drop no. on a costume my, my and go kid to the stadium. Was, my kid it was the same age your kid is now. He, he was six years old when he went to, to the 2008 World Series. And if I had said to that kid, I'm not telling you every kid's the same, you can go get free candy or you can come to the World Series with me. He would have said, no free candy. I'm going to the World Series. See, now and by son, the way, Dad, you can spend $50 on my dinner. I was going to say, <laughs> my son would have said, Dad, let's get candy at the game. Right. <laughs> He'd have made sure that we had all. Uh-huh. I just thought it was cool this morning. Look, I've told you and we've talked about it on the air. My kids are just finally getting into this. Two and a half, five and a half. They haven't really had that. They haven't had teams that made runs. I mean, when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, my son was one years old, my, my oldest one. Mm-hmm. And so this morning I was talking to my oldest and, and I said, oh, the World Series starts tonight. And he goes, can I stay up and watch it? And it was just like, yeah, absolutely, you can. It, and it's it's exciting that my kids will now get to have this experience that I didn't have for a really long time. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's just fun to be able to do. I, the, the city, I don't know, I just don't know how to say it any better. The city is electric everybody's into this from kids that are four or five years old to people that are 80 or 90 years old. It's, 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 you know, when we, when we talk about the show in the heart of sports, this is it. This is, it's the things they do that are good for, for the community, but it's also how they bring the community together and sports finds a way to do that. You know, people have talked about the records of these teams. Houston's obviously one of the best records. The Phillies are one off from the Braves who won it last year. It's not like they're this, Poor team. What do you mean they're one off? The Phillies won 87 games. The Braves won 88 games last year. Yeah, but this year the Braves won 101. But I'm saying last year the Braves won the World Series winning 88 games. So they're not going in as this team that it doesn't have tools. They underachieved, frankly, in the regular season. Well, they underachieved and, and, and they don't have pitching. You, you have Wheeler, Nola, you have top and, line and, pitching. and you hope Ranger continues to play the way Ranger is played. And then you literally don't have a game four starter. Well, it looks like at this point it'll be Syndergaard or Gibson because right. Bailey Falter is not on the roster. Yes. Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> well, you, you know, look, I've been telling you all year. Yeah. Bailey Falter was not made for this moment. Yeah. He that, just wasn't. I mean, he, he – so while the rest of the team underachieved during the season, he overachieved. Yeah. And then he got to the playoffs and the Phillies started to achieve or – or overachieve while he decided to go in the opposite direction. What are your thoughts on them going Aaron Nola game one, Zach Wheeler game two, so he can get a little more rest, where the I'll, numbers show on extra rest he's been better? Well, that's it. I mean, it, the, it was pretty con- – it was it was easy to see what the right thing to do was. The question is whether they were going to 
cave to the pressure of could Wheeler pitch three games? And I think what people need to realize is Wheeler's hit a point in his career, at least right now, he's not going to be able to pitch threes. He would not. If you had him go game one, you weren't going to go one four seven. You it, saw it, his velocity couldn't. starting to drop a little bit in that last game before they took him out. Now he did get hit on the the calf, and no, was... but but the last couple games when he's come out, you know, the the game where he came out after what was it, se- uh, six or seven innings, and and people said they should have kept him in. He agreed that he should have come out. What do you expect? He wasn't. You didn't see him fighting not to come in after the game. He said that was the right move. What are you expecting for the atmosphere in Houston? They're, they've won for a couple years in a row. I don't I, know. That I think what are... you're gonna. I think you're about to see uh, an Eagles fans type takeover. I think that there are going to be a lot of Phillies fans in that stadium. It was cheaper to go to Houston and get tickets to and Game if, One and, and, two and, than to and everybody and here, here knows that. And if you don't think that there are a lot of people in Texas right now that the Texans don't want there. I think that tonight you're going to see a lot of Phillies fans there. I mean, you want to talk about a week. You've got Phillies tonight and tomorrow, along with, you know, Sixers and Flyers mixed in. But these are kind of the, the championship-type things you got going on in the bigger games. you got you got Phillies tonight and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Sunday you've got Eagles and Union. And, I'd, you know, I'd like to get a little time to talk Union. We'll see if we do. Um, you know, we're working on getting Jamel on. If not, we got plenty of stuff to talk about. We'll figure mm-hmm. it out. We'll talk about her book another time if we don't get her. So you got the union playing on Sunday, then you got baseball Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then, if needed for games six and seven, they would head back to Houston on Friday, Saturday. But on Thursday, you've got the Texans playing the Eagles in Houston for Thursday night football. Yeah, I think the way it goes, the next week or, or what next ten days or whatever it is, there's an Eagles or Phillies game every day. Yeah, and then if and the, and by the way, just in case nobody's for, if, remembered, the Sixers are actually playing and the Flyers are actually playing. The Flyers are playing well and the Sixers stink right now. And the but, Union are and the playing, Union are playing in the conference in the finals. Eastern Conference Final on Sunday night at eight, where with should with they coach win, of the year and goal goaltender of the year and defenseman of the year, mm-hmm. and should they win, the MLS Cup would be the lead-in to potentially World Series Game 7 next Saturday. I think it's at 3 o'clock in the that afternoon. That would be crazier. Next Saturday. And it's very nice of the Eagles to make sure they're not playing on that day. I have to say, for all the years <laughs> that we've seen competing between the franchises... Well, don't give them credit for, for this. Headline, Nobody knew this. The Eagles yeah. put out earlier a schedule of all the things coming. The Union were on there. Mm-hmm. The, the Phillies games, but the Union were there next to the Eagles. That's not something that the Union have traditionally had with the attention that they're now getting. Well, they have for the last, I, I think for the last couple of years they've had. We, look, we've been at Sixers games where Jim Curtin has rang the bell. I mean, you've had him throwing out first pitches. There, There is this sense in the city, and I think that the Union have started to become the fifth major sports team in the city. They should be. Yeah, but for a while it was like, oh, it's soccer. Nobody cares. There's the 20,000 people, people that go down there and nobody out. else. Yeah, it's it's one of the most fun things to go to. But there, again, there is nothing that has been more raucous in a good way or fun than being down at Citizens Bank Park. I know I'm not an Eagles fan. I know that that stadium is loud. Yeah, but you were but at, nothing. That literally the Eagles stadium Dallas. is shaking. You were e- at Eagles Dallas yeah. the day after Reese Hoskins' home run in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So you've had a pretty good comparison. Well, yeah, one's a playoff. Rivalries. Yeah, but one's a playoff game and one's a regular season. Yes, game, clearly it's, it's, it's louder in in the playoffs. But I, I haven't seen since 08, that 08, 09 team atmospheres like that in the ballpark. And you know, I hope it carries over with this team. Like, do you think they get enough goodwill that next year 
It's, oh, yeah, I think season ticket numbers are going to be way up next year. Because think about who who's not coming back from that team that's that's part of the, the, the main part of the team. Schwarber just signed to a long-term deal. Whether you like Castellanos or not, he'll be here for a while. Harper's got another, what, decade here. Nola's got time. Wheeler's got time. Ranger's got time. Real Muto's got time. See Middleton say he thinks that Har- he underpaid Harper. <laughs> well, now he can say he can say it. I mean, has anybody <laughs> lived up to a contract the way that he has, being clutch? And you you look at Schwerber going into this series, as good as he was against the Padres with three home runs and six walks and twenty eight plate appearances. At Minute Maid Park, he's got twenty one plate appearances. He's got four home runs and five walks. So if he can keep that up. I think game well, one. I, I, the stat I sent you before about uh, the the NL in the NLCS in the area that's considered a strike zone, Schwarber did not swing and miss at anything that went in the strike zone. And look, there's going that's to, locked in. There's going to be pitches to hit. I mean, Verlander is a throws a four seam fastball primarily. Harper and Schwarber can catch up to that. It's a question of him <laughs> locating that fastball. Yeah, but who's pitching to Harper? Who really? Well, if you change the lineup and JT is behind Harper, it makes it more of a decision. If if Harper's at four and Castellanos is at five, I think it's much easier to just put Harper on base. So I think it's a little bit about the protection and the fact that I other than the other than adding Will Smith to the roster to have in the playoffs, have a lefty in the bullpen, which they haven't had all year. Mm-hmm. They don't have many left-handed pitchers other than, I think, the starter going in game two. Everybody else is a righty on their staff. Yeah, but if you're the Astros, if there's anybody on base, are you pitching to Harper? I wouldn't. Uh, if the bases, I'm still wondering if, if Josh Hader's going to come lo- in the game. If the bases are loaded in the first, well, it can't be in the first inning, <laughs> but if the bases are loaded in the middle of the game and you have two two outs, if you're the Astros, do you let it just wave them over and take the one run and then hope you and then pitch to JT? I would. Yeah. Why would why let him? Of beat course. Me at by this the way, I, I, as a Philly, I would also do that when Alvarez is up. Yeah, because he's got a flair for the dramatic. So, like, we'll we'll I'm sure we'll make picks at some point in what we think, but it's going to be like they're not a bad team that they're playing. The Astros are a fantastic baseball team that the Phillies are playing. And well, but and, here, and I'm sure people don't watch the Astros regularly here in yeah. the Philadelphia market. They've got some young, good players. Yeah, well, here here's the here's the more shocking part of this World Series than anything. They did a national poll of of who everybody in the rest of the country is like rooting that. for. 80% of this country is rooting for a Philadelphia team. I want to know the 20% There's, of oh, that are still rooting for te- It's Texas, Arkansas. It, they, it's That little area is the only area in the country. Now there, look, you're a f- former recovering Mets fan. There's plenty of Mets fans that can't bring themselves to root for the Phillies, too, I saw. I'm sure there's plenty of them. Yeah. But, but, but the number of, especially New Yorkers, Yankees fans in particular, who hate the Astros, nobody wants to hear about the Astros anymore. Just nobody. Nola did not have his best start in the last game that he pitched. Mm-hmm. In the regular season, he allowed five-plus runs in six starts. His next time on the mound after the start, he combined to allow a total of four runs in 45 innings. In three of those starts, he pitched eight-plus scoreless innings. You hope that that trend continues. The last time he pitched in Houston, I know that it didn't mean as much for Houston, but he was perfect for a long time in that park. They know what they're getting up against against this team. He's got to locate his fastball. I, the, ev- everything is if 
you will know within four or five pitches whether you're going to get good NOLA or average NOLA. I'm not kidding. You told you me earlier. Count five pitches and see where his fastball, if he throws fast, the first five, let's put it this way, first five fastballs he throws, whether they're located well. That's how you'll know. Because everything else, I, I have no concern with him. If he locates his fastball, then the rest of it's it's gravy. There are 10 homegrown Phillies on this roster, including contributions from Derek Hall and Nick Maton, who are now 11, basically, on the roster. You know, Guthrie comes off. Well, Hall's not on the roster. No, and actually Guthrie and Falter come off. So you end up with, like, nine on there from the Phillies. Mm -hmm. For a much maligned system for many years, they do have contributing players on this team, and they still have one of the top pitchers ready to come up next year down there. Yeah, but that's not... I give them credit for the guys that have come up being able to contribute. They haven't had the Sotos of the world come up from their system and be stars. You have Bryson Stott, who who has become a very good player over the course of the season, not a star yet. You have Matt Vierling, who has contributed, not a star. You have Bohm, who's contributed, not a star and a defensive liability. So you're not that... I'm not going to give kudos to the system, and this the system doesn't have any depth other than the two pitchers right now that they have that are knocking on the door over the next two years. All of those things are more than people thought they had, though. Mm, I don't think so. You're going to need to have it. If that's you're not have that's these, not what people are talking about. If you're Pe- going to have, you, these... if you have top ten pros, you your your top ten prospects in your system, wherever they are, how whatever however far away they are from the majors need to be guys that you at least look at as starters who are going to be more than just contributors. The Phillies don't have that yet. The, the homegrown talent you're talking about that's any good it's is, is Hoskins. You know, that, and those are not the guys that have only been out for a year or two. Who has come through despite his own defensive liabilities at times in this series? I mean, he's been very close. He could he could have just shriveled up after those couple errors. He could have just shriveled up, and instead he has risen to the occasion to the point that arguably he was also the MVP of that NLCS. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get it obviously because of Harper. Because of Harper, because he had Superman. And, like, yeah. how do you kind of top that? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, some of the calls on that home run. Bedlam at the bank. but Yeah, but forget those calls. His call is the most amazing thing. The fact that he turned to his hitting coach before he walked to the plate in the bottom of the eighth inning with a chance to put them ahead to go to the World Series for the first time in 13 years and turned to him and he said, let's give them something to remember. And But did you see what happened after he came in the dugout after the home run? What, where he said, I did that? I can't believe I just did yeah. that. Uh-huh. Like, it's the human side of these players that I love getting to see. Well, it's also the maturity of Harper. I mean, I readily admit that when Harper was 15, 16 years old, he, was, he just seemed like he was going to be a prima donna brat. And let's not forget, there is a chance that, that, that Cole Hamels is, is somewhere in the stadium. And Cole Hamels threw a ball right at him yeah. when he was I mean don't forget that he was so, Harper was so disliked because of his now his confidence yeah. but as is more as arrogance that that the star pitcher for the Phillies purposely beamed him and admitted that they purposely beamed him this is the eighth world series that the Phillies have played in obviously they're significant underdogs 
Let me get your thoughts on how the series will go. Then we'll talk a little Union and Eagles heading into the break before we get to Greg Dobbs. We'll work on getting Jamel Hill up another day, yep. connecting with her. Give me your thoughts on, I mean, I know you can't pick the Phillies because you haven't all along and you're not going to turn that around. So tell me your As thoughts. a favor to you, Thank you in the city. Do not do this to That's us. That's right. I, I Don't did, change, I, Jeff. Don't I ever not, change. I did not think that they were going to make the playoffs. I did not think they would beat the Cardinals. I did not think they were going to beat the Braves, and I did not beat the Yet you keep texting so, me with the things I've said on the radio that were ridiculous, not the things that you've said that oh, were I don't think correct. they're ridiculous. I, look, if you look at the two teams on paper, you cannot tell me resume-based alone that, that the Astros are not the clear favorite in this. But I agree. there is something about what? I agree. Right. So so if you're looking at it from an object, objective standpoint, the Astros should be winning this this series. They haven't lost a single game in the playoffs. They haven't lost a single game in the playoffs. And they are now coming into this and facing the last team that got into the playoffs. So it, there was a double header a week before the season ended. Where the doors got blown off the Nick Phillies pitched. by the hundred and seven loss Nationals. Okay, so it's not it's not beyond the realm to sit there and think that the Phillies shouldn't be here and shouldn't be in any of these games. But there is something about this team, the way they have come together, and the way that they are achieving right now. Because I don't think it's overachieving. And Schwarber look, is and play for the manager, which I think you can't overstate. The, the well, I don't think you play for a manager. You put, you 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 play well, your best because didn't of the manager. Play for him when he was Joe Girardi as the manager. No, but see, but see, I don't think that they played any less hard. I don't think that's it, it at all. I think that the the way that he's managed is better. I mean, look, Bryson Stott would not be playing if Girardi were here, and we would still be every day pulling our hair out because D.D. Gregorius would be hitting singles that's, one every ten at-bats. That's why I'm saying that's the kind of stuff. Him showing confidence in these young guys makes them want to play for him that much more. These young guys had no idea. Well, I think that's also on Dombrowski. I, I, I don't think people have gone to, given Dombrowski as much credit as he deserves. Oh, absolutely. And Because I guarantee you there was some – sit down with him and fold and and Thompson and saying hey the first thing we got to do is we got to figure out whether these young guys can contribute and whether the veterans can help them grow during the course of the season it's very much like watching what we've watched with the union is what where the young guys have come from the academy with the veterans making sure that they are mentoring these guys into a culture exactly of winning exactly the Phillies are actually following the union model and the union have a chance for revenge. We were in the building last year when 11 of their players missed the yeah, game. As with long COVID. as they don't have COVID, we're good. And they will get a chance to avenge that loss and go to the MLS Cup final. And if LAFC loses to Austin, that game would be in Chester potentially. I mean, that's how close you are to having a, a, a national final is going to be in Chester, Pennsylvania, uh, potentially. And and the way this team plays now, look, it looks like Bedoya is going to be healthy. That is significant mm -hmm. because he is their captain. Jack McGlynn plays well in that position, but he's a different type of player. There. Right. You, you'd like to have Bedoya with the experience and the physicality playing against NYCFC. Mm -hmm. NYCFC comes in hot, winning on the road, making it here. 
you don't believe me, I think it's significant that this game is at Subaru Park and not on their baseball field. I believe that gives teams advantages. No, we no, no. We don't have enough time to. I day. didn't say that. I we will argue about that another day. <laughs> um, your thoughts on what we're going to see out of this Union team on Sunday in prime time? By the way, they are not the three o'clock game. They are the eight o'clock game Sunday night. You're going to see a W. I, I think, think I think they're going to the MLS Cup, and I think they're going to win it. I think you're going to see a madhouse down there too, because yeah. those fans. I mean, you remember. Can you imagine we how there? that's a much smaller stadium than Citizens Bank Park? It will be loud. You remember the game we were at where they beat the Red Bulls in extra time in mm-hmm. the playoffs, and how and that, that place shakes. That place, that place mm-hmm. does shake. Yeah, that's a fun place to see a game. Jeff, we've got about five minutes before we're going to head to break. Um, Howie Roseman uh, may have stolen a player from the Bears this week. Uh, I don't know how he did it. I really don't know how he did it. Robert Quinn for a fourth-round pick, and the Bears are absorbing Quinn's 2022 salary, and then the Eagles are going to allow him to void the remaining two years of his contract, so they're not on the hook for the salary. And then if he leaves as a free agent, they get a compensatory pick that would be in the fourth round, just like the fourth rounder they gave away. How did he do it? I have no what, idea. What photos does he have on the Bears GM? Now, look, it, I mean, Quinn had 18 and a half sacks last season. He only has had one this year. If you look at it, it seems like he's been double teamed a lot with how bad that Bears defense has been there. Yeah, but he ain't getting double teamed here. That's the thing. Right. They're not going to be able to. You got Hassan Reddick he's coming off depth. the other side. You got that defensive rotation now. Yeah. Just got much deeper. And and look, I mean, they're coming off of a bye at 6-0. and They're going to play the Kenny Pickett-led Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, is he back in? I think he's going to be he? playing okay. this week. So I, it should be loud down there. So that's a Sunday afternoon 1 o'clock game. Right. Man, fans are going to be exhausted. <laughs> the, it's going to be another great sports game, I begin, forgot right? just how stressful playoff sports are. Are. <laughs> Our teams haven't been in them enough for me. So, like, hanging on every You're pitch. You're way more stressed than the players. Oh, my God. They I seem like they are having they're so much, much com- fun. They enjoy the playoffs much more than I do. Mm-hmm. My, my son thought there was something wrong with me the other day watching the final out. He's like, Daddy, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just really nervous. I, I can't. Do we get a flyover on Monday? I don't know how we got back on Philly. But yeah, Probably. I love when they have the the flag unfurled and the players all across the field. And I just enjoy those theatrics before the game. Um, I know that you're the excited. The introduction of the grounds crew. <laughs> I, know that, I know that you're excited that Callum Scott may be available to perform this song at some point. No, he should come and just do the national anthem. <sighs> By the way, it's not his song, I don't think. But. He sampled it yeah. from other people, right. and then other people sampled it from him. Uh but, you know, what else can you do? Uh, with the Eagles this week, what are your thoughts? If, if they beat Pittsburgh this week, they if, play the Texans. How, how could you not beat? The Steelers stink this year. Look, I think they're going to. But you, Oh, in, here we go. Any given Sunday. No, how often do you, do you have me remind my friends that I, I was trained as a Philadelphia fan to never feel confident until the game is over? So, like, I won't, I've seen enough games where they were supposed to win. And they managed to lose. That's when I always go over with you how weak the schedule is. Yeah. I always temper that with, but they do lose to bad teams sometimes and play down to them. But they have the Texans right after that. I mean, they're staring potentially at 8-0 going forward. Yeah. That's, they will be 8-0. Meanwhile, your Giants are still winning. Hey, how about congratulations on getting rid of Kadarius Tony for more than like the bag that football's come in? I was impressed. That they got something. Yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing that you had a first-round pick from last year who, 
who then turns into just a third and a sixth or whatever. You want to talk but. embarrassing. The AFC, the NFC South is embarrassing. The winner of the Falcons. Tom Brady came back for this. The winner of the Falcons against the Panthers this week will be in first place. The Panthers fired their head coach and traded their best player last week. And if they win, they'll be in first place. <laughs> That's the state of the NFC South yeah. and the football. Oh, the Saints down stink there. now. Look, I've been so on. All of them. How long have I been on Saints Watch, Jeff? Mm-hmm. We've got that pick. I hear that uh, the Saints want their pick back for Alvin Kamara, potentially. I don't know if I like that deal. Why would you not like that deal? Because Alvin Kamara's got suspension coming with legal issues. Oh, okay. Well, that and, would be and, a good reason. And I don't think it'll be this season, mm-hmm. but I think you have to factor that into what type of compensation you're giving. I like Alvin Kamara as a running back, mm-hmm. separate from whatever issues. This was a fight that happened during the Pro Bowl, if I remember correctly, that okay. there, there's still something that's waiting there, and he'll get a personal conduct policy suspension. So I'd be concerned about trading too much for that. I like that New Orleans first-round pick. I told you it stands at number four right now in the draft, just regardless of what the Eagles do on the field. Dude, are, are the are the Buccaneers going to be sellers at the deadline? They're going to have to be if they keep playing like this. I it, but who are they going to sell? What are you going to do? Trade defensive Mike Evans? Player. No defensive players. I guess I, I don't. I, I don't know what I don't know what the Buccaneers can do at this point. Who's going to get the blame for that failure there? I mean, there's you know is Raheem Morris going to. Well, the or, offensive line's been decimated. Or Todd, Todd Bowles. Todd is, he gonna, is he going to get the, the blame down he there shouldn't. for it? This is not a coaching issue. It doesn't seem no, like this it. Is the, seems, offense, the lines are just not strong right now. It seems like a player issue more than anything else. Yeah. Jeff, about 30 seconds. Any final thoughts before we hit the break and get into mm-hmm. our interviews? This is going to be an absolutely bonkers weekend, and, and the entire city should just enjoy this. And Savor this. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told my kid when he was six. This doesn't happen all the time. Enjoy it while it does. Your kid reminded you about that to go to the game on Monday. And that's Monday why we're night, going correct? Monday, yep. Yeah, you'll be there Monday. You'll have to let me know what the atmosphere is like. Jeff, why don't we hit the break? When we come back, we'll keep the baseball talk going with Greg Dobbs. Stick with us. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Welcome back to the show, Phillies World Series champion Greg Dobbs. Greg, what exciting time World Series starts tonight with the Phillies there. What's it mean to you to see the Phillies back playing in the with the World Series patch on their hats and jerseys again? Uh, well, one, first and foremost, thank you for having me back. Um, it's nice to see you guys haven't exiled me yet. Um, <laughs> uh, Never. It, it, well, uh, Hey, don't speak too soon. Yeah, we'll um, let you know after the interview, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fans will let you know. Your, your listeners will let you That's know. That's right. Um, which then you can tell me. Um, now, listen what what an incredible what an incredible run this has been so far, and to see and to watch this team and what they've done to the end of the season, getting in, going into St. Louis, doing what they did against the you know, against the Cardinals. You know they've they've been you know long shot at, 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 at all at all stages to 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 see and to witness them going to the World Series and having that patch back on the hat and back on the sleeve. Um, 
I walk by it every day in our hallway. Um, my wife, uh, God love her, she, for uh, Christmas about seven, eight years ago, she had a my jersey, my World Series jersey with that World Series uh, patch um, put up and, uh, and in a, a clear plexiglass, beautiful, uh, beautifully framed. And, and, and I walk by it and then there's all the other sort of mementos, articles from the World Series, from the parade um, that are really, and, I walk, and I, I walk by and I looked at that, that patch, that specific patch, the World Series patch. It's just so special. Like it just, it, 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 it doesn't get old. And it's just, I'm just, more than anything, I'm just so proud for these guys. I'm so proud for the organization that, that they're back. I know the city has, has wanted it so bad. The fan base has wanted it so bad. You guys, us, like everybody, right? We, we got so used to being so good for so long, right? It's almost like when the Braves kind of fell off, right? We went through that same sort of withdrawal. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's almost beyond words. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy to see our team back in the World Series and our boys wearing that patch. There's a lot of talk about this team, the bonding that they did in July and, and the road trips and the karaoke contests and things like that. This group seems to have come together over the course of the season, I think basically under the leadership of, of Kyle Schwarber and, and the way that, that he's kind of run the locker room. It, is this similar to what you experienced in 2008 and 2009? And how important is it in addition to having the talent, obviously you need to have the talent, but how important is the locker room and, and the bond between teammates in order to get to this point? It's as important, if not more so than the actual production and, and what you see on, on paper. Um, that is, uh, I like to call it the unquantifiable. You, you can't, unless you're in, unless you are in clubhouses for an extended amount of time in whatever capacity, um, good teams, mediocre teams, great teams. Uh, you, it's, it's about a culture and in the, those runs for us in 2007, eight, nine, and 10, and particularly in 2008, um, we, the culture in our clubhouse was incredible and it was unlike any other culture I'd ever experienced. There was, um, there were, there were guys that were free and easy. There were guys that were, you know, a little more uptight and, and, you know, really focused on, on their preparation. Um, there was music playing. We were joking. We were laughing, um, you know, giving each other a hard time. You know, it's a band of brothers in there. And, and, and that's what, what we had in those years, um, seven through, through 10. And it's, and it's what this group has. And, you know, I, I've, I've kept in touch with, with John Middleton over the years and in our communication, you know, throughout this season and now into the postseason has, has ramped up because I, I can sense it and I see it. And, and he has reiterated that this team reminds him an awful lot of those years, but specifically that 2018 where on paper, were we good? Yes, we, we were good, but it was that, that X factor that again, just is, is hard to quantify. You can't put it on paper, but you know it when you're around it. And this club has that, that mojo, that, that character, that, um, that, that culture that's one created by staff, right? So manager and, and all, and all of his coaching staff, but, but more importantly by the players themselves. And, and you mentioned Schwarber, Schwarber of, of, of our team now, um, is, is probably a lot like Jimmy was for, for our team, right? Where, where Jimmy kept it loose, um, reminded us to have fun, 
but when it's work time, it's work time. Right. And, 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 and then we, you know, we had guys like Pat Burrell as well to just be able to, um, to, to, to also kind of compliment Jimmy, um, and, and keeping it light, keeping it fun. Um, but also it, when it's time to get after it, get after it. That's what this club has. And that it's, it's no, it's a big reason why they're, they're where they are right now. You know, you mentioned the role of the the staff and the manager. You guys obviously had Charlie Manuel with that team. This team's had two managers this year. Uh, clearly they have a bond with Rom Thompson, but you've gone through a managerial change mid season. Talk about what that's like for a player and how these guys have come out on the other side, sort of in love with the guy leading them. Yeah. Great, great question. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it can be difficult. Uh, in my circumstance, this was 2011 with the Marlins. Um, we started with uh, Edwin Gonzalez um, or Ed Rodriguez, sorry. And um, rookie manager halfway through the season, we're in Tampa. I remember, I'll never forget. I remember it vividly. We're in Tampa and uh, he's gone. He's, he's, he's I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be manager. And then it was Brandon Hyde, uh, who is uh, the, now the current manager of the uh, of the Orioles. Um, you know, Hyder was our bench coach. He took over the interim role. Talk about upheaval, you know. And, and I don't, I really don't care if you're having a good season, mediocre, or a terrible season. We just happen to be having a terrible season because we were the we we're the Marlins. Um, but uh, it it it. It, it upended things and um it was it was it was somewhat difficult because okay now where's the leadership going to come from right um so different than if this was to happen in the off season in the middle of a season uh it 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 was trying um it it made you know players a little bit nervous uh and then we and then we have jack mckeon get hired to come <laughs> they put they pulled they pulled Jack out of the bingo the bingo room. Um, <laughs> God love him too, I, and I love Jack. I love Trader Jack. Um, don't get me wrong, um, but it, it, it was uh, it was tumultuous. Uh, now, given what transpired the Phillies this year, you know, with Girardi and 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 Rob, you know, we we didn't have a successor in Hyde that that the Phillies had with Rob Thompson, right. Um, with the, the years and years of experience, you know, being with the Yankees, um, on those teams in the postseason, winning world series. Like, I mean, listen, you talk about the experience, um, and the resume. Okay. So I would assume not having been in the clubhouse, right. But I would assume that was probably a, a, an easier and smoother transition, you know, and one that made a lot more sense. And I think one that was much more comfortable for the team because, and I think that is the truth because you look at how the team rallied around Rob, right. And, and, and really embraced him when we went through it, we bring in Jack McKeon and it was like, well, wait a minute. He's a special assistant. What? You're still alive. Oh my God. What cigars everywhere. Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you just like some smelling salts and woke him up and, and, and raised him from the dead. And here he is. And so it was like, that was very hard to sort of, get your your mind around and be comfortable with this is i think completely different it's it's listen it's tough to see it's tough it's tough to watch it's tough to go through it's it's a necessary evil it, it happens right uh you hope it doesn't but it does um and i think it's just extremely admirable and i think it speaks to the character of rob thompson 
how this team just rallies around him and, and embraced him from day one. Obviously, he has had established and and continues to maintain a very, very close tie with the players. And that's huge. And that's what Charlie did. Charlie had an incredible connection with us. And, you know, we felt like we were all on the same page. And, and listen, at the end of the day, it's your manager. You, you want to you, you have a manager that you know will jump in the foxhole for you at any time and jump on a grenade and vice versa. Uh, I have no doubt that's the relationship that this team uh, has with, with Rob. Well, it's not only the, the connection that he has with Rob. It seems to be that they they feel or they fe- they felt from the beginning that he had confidence in them, especially the younger players like Bryson Stott and Matt Veerling and Alec Bohm. It seems that once he he took the reins, he allowed them to just be themselves and gave them an everyday chance and they've succeeded. And And the veterans seem to have taken those three in particular under their wings and and you saw as the season went on them thriving. How important is, if, especially for you, a young player, to have a coach who has confidence in you and have veteran leadership who, who also has confidence in you? It, it means everything. Um, having gone through that myself, being a rookie, coming up through the Seattle Mariners organization, uh, and, and ultimately coming over to, to the Phillies, um, you know, specifically in Philadelphia, that I, I I had that for the first time in Charlie. And and listen, I was an unknown quantity when I came over. You know, I was I was like the 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 Stots or the Bombs or the Veerlings. Um, I you know, yeah, they're going to give me an opportunity, and I had to make the most of it. It was up to me. But Charlie, from day one, made me feel as though I was family, as though I was an an integral part of of that team and, and was going to be, you know, a, a, a piece, an important piece of that team. He, he made me feel comfortable for the first time uh, in a, in a major league clubhouse, you know, and I, listen, I, 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 my, my first few years in uh, Seattle, I was managed by Bob Melvin and uh, Mike Hargrove. I mean, Hargrove, obviously a legend in his own right, had his own managerial style. Um, Melvin as well, still doing it has had tremendous success and nothing against either of them. Uh, at all, um, I feel very fortunate to have played for them. But every, managers have different styles, and and some are able to put their arms around players and make them feel and, and that they belong, and that that they trust them, and that they're and that they believe in them. And giving young players that that sense of belief, um, and and letting them know that you've got that you know the manager's got their back, and that. Um, they want they want to do everything they can to put them in a position to succeed that is it's so paramount and um you know the good managers they they do that and then to have also too you know your your supporting cast and the veterans you know like like schwarbs and 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 harper um segura guys that have been around hoskins right to to also toe that line and and support the younger guys and show faith in them listen it's it's hard to be comfortable in the big leagues right because it's the big leagues you're, you're competing against the very best in the world every day um having a little bit of comfort goes a long way especially when you're a, a, a younger guy trying to establish yourself um and prove not only to yourself but to your teammates to to your coaches to the front office to the own to ownership that i belong i can i can i can help this team win it's 
I mean, I, I don't know how you put a, a price tag on that. It's uh, it's imperative. It's very, very important. You're somebody that had a front row seat to some absolute blasts that went out of the park from Ryan Howard to Matt Stairs to Shane Victorino's clutch home run. Talk about the jolt that it sends through a clubhouse when you see a blast like we've seen this season with Schwarber or with Harper or with Hoskins or the inside the parker with Real Muto. What's that do to a team? We see what it does to the crowd. People can't stop talking about what the crowd's doing. What's that do to the players in the dugout? Uh, it, it it does a, a a a lot of the similar things that it does to to the crowd. Um, it, it it there's this jolt of excitement that goes through, right? It's the anticipation. Then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, like JT's you know inside the Parker, right? Like you, you as a player watching that unfold and going, oh my gosh, this could have, yeah, yeah it, yep, sh- uh, it sure is. He just like you you just you explode, and then you hear you hear forty thousand plus people explode, and it will literally send goosebumps and make your hair stand up it lifts the morale of 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 any team um and especially in the postseason when when you can when you have a lineup and you have players that are capable like harper like schwarber like hoskins um jt um you know you've got guys that have that ability to change the game or at least the 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 current dynamic of the game to be able to counterpunch like that and get right back on the board with one swing, whether it's one run or three runs, I, I can't tell you how much that lifts, um, you know, just, just, the, just the heart and soul of the team. And it gives you that sense that, okay, we, you fall down early, you we're down two, three runs, one swing, we're either we're tied or we're one run down. Like the, that, that's huge to have that. And, and, and what it does is it, it just lifts all the spirits and it's like, it's just another added piece of energy that goes, okay, boys, let's go. Here we go. We got this. Like it's no, 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 no. We got plenty of game left. We've got the firepower to do it. And then it just becomes perpetual, right? Like th- then guys just start to, they feed off of it. Right. And, and, and it's, and it's palpable. And then, and then guys are like, oh, now what am I going to do? Right. And that's what we used to talk about in, in, on our teams, right. Was, Hey, Jimmy come up lead off Homer, which I mean, other than Brady Anderson, right? Like, I mean, just lead off homers, like it was nothing. Right. And just set us off on the right tone, right out the shoot, which is what Schwarber's done as well. But then all of a sudden it, that permeates through the rest of the lineup. And now it's like other guys are going like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do something special now. And it, it just, it, it, get, it breeds that confidence. Right. And that, and that air of let's, let's go boys. Like who, who's next. That's what we used to say. Who's next. And, and it, it's, it's so much fun to watch. As a fan and, you know, and as a player in that dugout, it it just, it gives you so much energy and so much confidence. Well, yeah. So based on that, when you saw what happened in the bullpen game is essentially what they're calling it. What they, they start off the game giving up four runs and it didn't look from the outside, like the players were phased at all about it and then came up in the bottom of the inning, got three and almost got four to tie it up again. And and then you have another incident with, with Reese Hoskins who could have shriveled up after the, making those errors and be, basically arguably could have been the MVP of that series, but for Bryce Harper. What does it tell you about these players, this group of players that that they, they don't seem to cower to anything? Pat Burrell and I were uh texting back and forth when he was out there to throw out the first pitch uh, and i was watching from home and and uh i asked him i, I said uh so how, how's the energy in in the park and uh and he he's he's like uh, palpable uh and uh and then i we started talking about the team and and he said uh it's so 
we both agreed it's so reminiscent of of our team and two words that we use to describe it is grit and resilience and um and 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 Middleton would agree as well two vital components of this team that 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 and the two vital traits that they have uh similar to the ones that we had in in our runs through 2007 and 10 is grit and resilience and the thought that we were in 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 2008 we 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 never thought we were out of any game didn't matter didn't matter if we were down 7 70 in the first or 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 7 to 2 going into the eight right um and 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 with that belief uh and and also too with with then doing it and coming back um and proving not only to ourselves but to everybody else that it didn't matter what the odds were it didn't matter what the score was we're going to find a way to win and just that belief alone is what this club has and it's so reminiscent of of our team in 2008 and and 2009 um just the grit and the resilience and and again that's the unquantifiable you can't that doesn't show up on stats that you know that doesn't show up on on the pregame reports or or in the scouting reports right when you're looking in the offseason at at who you're going to add who you may trade it, 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 that doesn't um and that's that's just another reason why this group is is so special and and why it reminds all of us who were there in 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 those years um of 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 our club back then through 2007 and 10 it was just the grit and the resilience and the belief more importantly the belief that we were going to do it come hell or high water doesn't matter boys we're going to find a way what's it mean to you that those clubs that you were on from 8 to 10 are such a part of this run you see Jason and Pat throwing out the first pitch you see Charlie and Ryan here at the game you see highlights from the 08 team What's it mean that that you were a part of something that made such an impact on the city that as we embark on this other run, you guys are still a central part of that story? Well, it, you know, one, I just feel honored and 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 blessed to um, have been given the opportunity to be a part of that team and um, and to contribute in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, it, it's 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 just it's it's special, you know. It's um and it's 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 our DNA. It's the Phillies DNA, right? It's it's the family tree and the family history, right? And and without understanding, you know who you are, where you've come from, what, what, what your organization stands for. Um, you know, how, how do you, you know, how, how do you know which way you're going to go moving forward? Right. It is. And it's, it, it's, it's wonderful to see, you know, the city, our fans, um, what the organization has done to sort of recreate and elicit that, that emotional response by, by having guys like Pat, J-Dub, Shane, Howie, um, you know, Charlie Manuel, having those guys back and showing those clips. It's, it, it does seem like it was a long time ago and it, and it was, um, you know, 14 years, you know, but, but, but then again, it isn't because it's all, it's all been documented. It's all been captured and you can relive and, and what a perfect time to relive all those incredible memories, right? That, and by the way, it's genius because that's only going to get our fans even more wild up. And trust me, you guys were there. I was there 2008, right? Playing Tampa and playing New York. I mean, I heard A-Rod on, on, uh, on the show, uh, the, the post-game, pre-game or post-game, I can't remember which one, saying in 2009, he did not, none of the team wanted to come in to play us in Philly in a postseason, right? Tampa, I've talked with Longoria and all those guys, Jason Bartlett, um, they couldn't stand it. That's home field advantage. And that's our city. Our city, our fans are going to rally around our guys like no other city I've ever played in, right? And and it's it's that 10th man. And um, 
I and I and I love that the organization with the marketing and what they're doing pre-game, in-game, it's it's a wonderful thing to to utilize to just get everybody even more fired up and 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 to get that momentum on our side even more so because that truly if we look back at this at this run going from the end of the season into the postseason, it's all been momentum, right? And we've had a tremendous amount of momentum and we've never let our foot off the gas pedal. And a lot of that is bringing in the old guys, right? Guys, you know, from those teams keep that momentum, keep that good vibe and that good juju going. And that's what they're doing. I don't know if you, you heard, but Bryce Harper, apparently before he hit that home run, turned to his hitting coach and said, let's give them something to remember. And, and, and there's there's stories about what the players' reactions who heard that, some shocked, some, some excited. Did you ever have a moment like that? Did you ever, were you ever in a dugout where somebody just said something that was, just seemed so outlandish, but ended up like just being this miracle moment? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to have to go back into the vault here for a second and, and, and see if I can't remember something. I, I don't remember remember what game this was but I do Jimmy um and I think this was in either 07 or 08 Jimmy was on this incredible run doing Jimmy things and uh we were sitting I, I was starting the game and um we're in we're in Philly and uh and I just look at him and and I and I go hey J-Roll stay hot right because he was just he was just on one and uh I remember him going back to me and just looking, giving me a wink and saying, watch how I get us started. And I'll be damned if his first, his first at bat wasn't a homer to right field. Um, there's a few others that I, I'll have to try to remember. I, I don't, I don't have them on, on the tip of my tongue right now, um, but that's just how good Jimmy was. Right. Like, and, and just, and, but, and it was, that, that wasn't in the, in the postseason, like what, what Bryce did and what Bryce said, and by the way, that doesn't surprise me about Bryce having played against him and, and, and we were teammates briefly on uh, my last year uh, with the nationals. Uh, he was in unfortunately but um the confidence that that he has the faith the belief right it, not only in himself but but of, with everyone of everyone around him that doesn't surprise me at all hearing him him say that and, and then and then doing it and i mean I, our son and daughter were both jumping up and down through the house when he hit that home run i mean and the angles uh, the, all the camera angles that that they, sh- they showed afterwards um what a, what a moment Right. But, but Hey, listen, you know, if you're going to be great and you aspire for greatness, you, you want those moments, you embrace those moments. You want to be up when it matters most. And like Jimmy Bryce is, is no different. So it doesn't surprise me one bit. What do you see happening over the next week and a half? Wow. That's the million dollar question right there. I mean, uh, it's, it, it seems like even though if you look at the resumes, for some reason, the Astros do look like the more complete team, but it seems like everybody, including reporters who are prone to be skeptical, have embraced this magic that is the Phillies this year. I agree. Um, and yes, while on paper, uh, you would look at the Astros and go, okay, yeah, the more complete team, right? And 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 the way they've been firing on all cylinders this postseason. I mean, you, you can't you can't ignore that. But in the same breath, you also can't ignore what we've done and the role that we are on and the way that we are, the style that we are playing, almost fearless baseball. Um, this is going to be a challenge. Uh, I, I think everybody realizes. That that, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves, uh, you know, they, they've got great pitching. Listen, our pitching has stepped up tremendously as well. You know, Nola Wheeler, I think, listen, we're, we're going into Houston. Uh, we must, we must come out of there one and one just because of how well the Strohs have been playing, particularly on the road this postseason. Uh, it's hard to handicap right now. You know, I, 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 I like to, you know, as everybody, right. You just take it one game at a time and let's focus on game one. And, and, but I, I think the, the furthest I'm looking ahead, 
is the two games after the two games in Houston, we get back one and one. That is a massive accomplishment, massive. And that sets us up for just what happened in this last, you know, the last series with San Diego, right? Um, get Listen, you, and the old saying is, if you can, if you can, play 500 or better on the road, you're going to be in a really good spot, right? Coming back, coming back home. If we can do that, listen, and if we take two, we could, we could, we could take two. I, I mean, listen, this, this team is proven up against all odds. They can do incredible things, but tempering that with how well the Astros have been playing and, and the team that they have, which you must respect your opponent at all, at all times, uh, one and one coming out of there, I think is huge. And then we get back into CBP and as we all know, all hell can break loose. I can and only... it is a, Oh my gosh, I'm literally getting goosebumps. Like it's just, it's going to be incredible. I'm so excited for, for, for the city of Philadelphia, for our fans, for the organization um, and for all of the players that have, that have, that have come before this team, right. And sort of set the stage ownership, you know, Dabrowski, um, you know, it's just, this is This is going to be incredible. This is going to be must watch TV. Well, we'll let you get ready to watch the game tonight. Greg, thanks so much for always giving us a little bit of insight on what these players are going through as they get ready for everything and uh, we hope this run continues and we keep talking to you thanks so much man guys as do i guys thanks for having me as always go phils hey greg thanks jeff i don't know if i could be any more excited for the game how much is left until we are ready for baseball about uh well we got to do math here yeah is that that the idea that's the whole reason i asked so so i believe it'll be about three hours and three minutes because they have to start it 807. Three minutes. Oh, it's 8.07? I thought it was 8.03. 8.03 or 8.07. All I know is my... Wait, wait, wait. I did the math. I did it right. And then that's it? I, you just changed the time. I just wanted so to... So now we have to wait four more minutes or we don't have to wait four more minutes? You're going to have to wait till next week to talk more. That's going to be That's going to be the last week. word, huh? Thanks so much for joining us this week on The Heart of Sports. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.